Hey everyone, Tri-State Sacks back with another Playing Around with Playbook today. We're going to be talking with Jesse Espinosa from Waltrip High School. He's the band director there and the director of jazz studies and the jazz ensemble uh, number one. So we're super excited to get talking with him today. So we'll just give him a moment to log on. Hi, Jesse. a moment to log on here. I'm glad to be back part of the show. Yes. I, I was never going to be invited back. Special guest, co-host Sammy joining us today. I never thought I would be invited back. The show's picking up steam. I think I'm getting him on here. Love technical difficulties. Jesse, hi. How you doing? Let me turn this down. Can y'all hear me okay? Good? Um, it's kind of breaking up a little bit, but I think we can hear you. Um, how's it going? Good. Is that better? Yeah, it's a little bit better. Awesome. Well, um, thanks for joining okay. us today. Um, Jesse, let me introduce you for the playbook audience. So Jesse is a former trumpet player for the United States Army Band. He is an active member of TMEA, TBA, GEN, TGEA, and NAPNI. Um, under his direction, the marching band at Waltrip High School has won first division and first place uh, finishes at various contests and festivals. Um, they have also performed with world-renowned musicians such as Mick Gillett, John Faddis, Wayne Bergeron, um, uh, Vincent Gardner, and many more. Uh, the Wind Ensemble and his direction has earned superior ratings um, and has also advanced to the area level for the TMEA Honor Band Contest. Um, most recently, the Waltrip Ram Band Jazz Ensemble won the 2019 Bob Mitzer Jazz Band Award in national competition, and they're set to... Um, perform a schedule, uh, perform a concert featuring the band and Grammy uh, musician Mr. Mincer once the coronavirus is over. So thank you so much, um, Jesse, for being here with us today. To start us off, I want to ask, uh, what have you been listening to lately? What have I been listening to? A lot of jazz, big band music to change gears away from the Gin Conference that we accomplished a week ago, and and so um, I've been to a little bit of John Clayton Hamilton Orchestra and uh, just trying to get that vibe going because I want to introduce that to our jazz band here. Yeah, of course. Thank you for that. Um, so I know that the Jazz Ensemble has won many um, awards and recognitions and you perform with a lot of renowned artists. Do you have a favorite experience um, of them performing, directing them, or competing that stands out to you? Uh the one that probably stands out the most to me uh, is Mick Gillette, uh, former member of 
power. He, uh, he actually came to our festival three years in a row. And I think he helped, helped us kind of find our way with what we were doing and inspiring the kids. And of course, inspiring me, inspiring myself as well to, to just be performers. You know, we get so wrapped up with the education side of things that we forget to have fun and perform. And so uh, he really impressed that upon us. And of course, that led us to uh, performing with the likes of John Faddis and, and Vincent Gardner and other musicians as such. And, and uh, I, I miss him very much. Unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago due to a heart attack. But uh, I'll never forget the experience I had with him. Of course. Thank you for that answer. Jesse, I wanted to, you know, I, I had the chance to finally get down to Houston last week. I can't believe it was only a week ago. We spent some time down there with Jesse and the school. And I'll say one of the things that stood out to me is I've never been in a place. We spoke about this, Jesse. When you, when you go into a school, typically you say, like, are there any volunteers? Would anyone like to participate? And, you know, crickets as far as the eye can see. But in this school, every time you, you say to them, like, does anyone want to participate? Can I get a volunteer? Every hand goes, I've never seen that in all of the schools I've visited. Can you just talk about the, the culture of, of your band, like what you do to create that culture? Sure. And, and that just warms my heart that you recognize something like that, because we do focus on the music quite a bit. But beyond that, student leadership and, and character are are huge components that, that we want to spend a lot of time on. And I, I try to get the students to understand that you have to seize the moment and take advantage of opportunity. And sometimes that's sacrificing yourself, sacrificing time, and uh, be willing to step forward with things. Because you never, you never know who you're really talking to or what can come on. And so if you're hesitant or reluctant to do things, bike for something um it's it, it could be something missed dearly and so uh we have fun with that because you know obviously we're around each other all the time and so when it's time to volunteer i i literally don't tell them what i'm asking for i just say i have to volunteer and everybody's hand this i'm right now it has to be that because I want 100% buy-in from them. If they want 100% from me, mm. they got to give the same. And so that's something that we've picked yeah. up over the day where what you want to receive, you got to give first. And so they get 100% plus from me all the time. So mm -hmm. I, need, I need that reciprocated, you know, by them every day. Yeah, of course. And you talk about... Um... Talking about uh, giving 100%, I know that sometimes when we're teaching and performing, gigging, like, things can get tough, you know, it's hard to keep going all the time, you know, I'm sure, like, you know, being a music educator uh, gets uh, very uh, tiresome, so, like, do you have any mantras for when you're feeling low or when things get especially busy? Um, you know, I always feel like we're a little bit of a an underdog. I know that's kind of changing a little bit with all the success that we're having. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge Rocky fan. And uh, that whole story, you know, of just going the distance, not giving up, you know, giving it all you can, even if you don't quite reach 
you know, the, the pinnacle or the success that you're really looking for. Uh, I just think about whatever I start, I'm going to finish. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the best of my ability. And, and so when things do get tough or, you know, there's, I look for the light. I look for something positive out of it because that's something also that my, former director taught me, Mr. Charlie Stevens, great music educator as well. And, uh, you know, he said, there's certain things you can, can control and certain things you cannot. And so do what you can with what's in your power. And most of that is just your own attitude towards things. So if, if you can be uh, with your eyes open enough to, to see the positive, it'll be there. Don't dwell on stuff. It's going to go away eventually. And so that's just what I think of when, when things get kind of rough around. Yeah, of course. Thank you for that. Um, so I know recently we spoke about your jazz festival that you're hosting, um, Jazz at 1900 in April. Can you tell me a little bit about that, like how you went about developing that and um, structuring it? Well, there used to be a, a that was hosted by another one of our campuses, and uh, when the director changed or what have you, they decided they didn't want to run it anymore. So Mr. Stevens and I actually decided to go ahead and uh, take care of it. And, uh, take it on, and we talked about it. Jazz at 1900, our address is 1900 West 34th Street. So that's where the 1900 comes from. And uh, we made it a music festival open to elementary, middle school, and high schools. I've mm -hmm. always made a point either a professional level or a collegiate level band so that before the guest artists come, everybody sees what else is out there beyond our secondary. I want them to have something to look forward to. And so yeah, of course. We, we spent a lot of time developing it. It started off with about eight or ten bands. Now it's, it's almost 30 bands coming out to perform in uh, all levels. It's exciting when these different artists come in and Sammy, just like you, they the culture of the kids because my students run the festival. I literally sit in the front row and get to enjoy all the bands and learn from what everybody else is doing while the student leadership team is running everything behind the scenes. You know, of course, with some guidance, but uh, it's it's nice that they're willing to take on that responsibility and they take pride in their work. So. They do a heck of a job for all of those uh, participants that come through our, our campus. Well, watching the students um, clean up after the concert last week was, was mm -hmm. incredible. I've never seen – Jesse was like, all right, everyone. And then everyone – I was like, I need to take some of the people in your van on our road and the road with us. It was like, geez, we could get some – we could get out a lot quicker out of the venues. Oh, yeah. No, they're great. Yeah. They're willing. Yeah, it's just mm – -hmm. I'm very – yeah, of course. It's so nice to hear you talk about, um, you know, jazz festivals for like younger kids. I remember when I was in high school and middle school, like the, the thing that really, really got me fired up, really excited, was the most exciting for me was going to these jazz festivals, seeing other kids in other bands, listening to them, hearing like what you could play like, or, you know, how like how similar, how different you play for them, getting feedback, you know, it's just the most, honestly, like the most exciting thing as a kid who doesn't really, you know, get to play with like other bands as much. So that's really awesome. Um, well, um, my second to last question would be, um,
going from being a performer to an educator because I know you played as a um, you played in the United States Army Band um, on trumpet for a little while. Um, what was that like for you, the transition for that? Well, unfortunately, I have an injury to my chops and it, it I couldn't play anymore. And so mm -hmm. I the trumpet since I was five years old. So you can imagine, you know, my, my entire life, that's what I did. And so when it had to stop all of a sudden, um, obviously there was, I wouldn't say just all out depression, but I was definitely not in a good place trying to figure out how I'm going to make the best of this. And uh, teaching had always been a, a part of my master plan to, to get into, but I wasn't planning on it. Uh, the transition was not too hard, not too difficult. I, I missed playing, uh, but the joy that I get to have in watching students and uh, young people just develop themselves as musicians. It's its a joy. I get to watch my own son now in my band uh, just doing it, and he's doing a heck of a lot better than back in high school. So uh, just living through him vicariously is, is uh, something I get to enjoy. And, and uh, you know, so it was, it was hard to leave playing on a daily basis, but it's okay because I found another passion. Of course, yeah, that's 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 great. I'm so glad to hear. <laughs> um, so to close us off, I'd love to ask, um, why do you think programs like Playbook are so important in today's classroom? Ah, well, I don't think we can do anything nowadays without some level of technology being involved. And, you know, a lot of technology can be impersonal. Uh, it's just a page or what have you. Something like Playbook is interactive, and it's it's something that you can spend a lot of time with. It's something that you can see for yourself being executed by the actual musicians. It's not just reading something uh, that's written. It's everything about it just makes you feel like you're part of the band, and and it's that's something real neat. That's something that that really spoke to me from the very beginning. You know, when I, I, I hope Sammy doesn't mind me telling this part of our story, is that when we first met and talked about Playbook, you know, he wasn't trying to sell me anything. He was trying to share something. And that's the feeling you get when you hit play on that and you hear Sammy's voice and he's like, all right, guys, here we go. Here's the band. <laughs> like, I love Jamie Abersaw and I got to meet him and, you know, there's something that is a little bit more than one, two, three, four, because that's all you hear on his videos. And I love, like I said, nothing against him. He's a genius with everything. And I think this is where we can see something like Playbook as a part of the evolution of the mm -hmm. started. Where, yeah. But now it involves the band. It's not the individual. Mm -hmm. Huge. You talk about culture earlier. We're, we're a family and... and mm -hmm it's through the ensemble that we grow those individuals. And so having something of a resource like Playbook, it's, it's done wonders for us. Of course, thank you so much. Um, so Sammy's the Jamie Abersall 2.0, apparently. <laughs> awesome, which is, you know, great. Um, so thank you so much, Jesse, for being here with us today. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in. Be sure to follow Jesse and stay up to date with him 
and um, check them out at the upcoming Jazz Festival, Jazz at 1900 in April. Everyone follow Playbook at Playbook Jazz and check out our content and, you know, to hear Sammy count one, two, three with everyone um, at uh, thisisplaybook.com. And we'll see you next week for another Playing Around with Playbook. Thank you all so much. Thank you. See you, Jesse. All right, Sammy, y'all take